0: By the powers of the spirits of the east, who bring light,
1: humor, and clarity, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the south, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the west, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the north,
0: who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidian Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the Crones of the Wild Wastelands.
1: Hello and welcome. You've got Obsidian Musette and Desert Jen here, hanging out, talking real around the cauldron. Let's see what we've got cooking on up in here. Each episode we will draw a
0: card from the tarot. Obsidia is our card magi and we'll be interpreting the card. So, without further ado, Obsidia.
1: This week we pulled the Four of Cups in reverse and the way I interpreted this is after a long period of planning, research, personal commitments, the time has finally arrived for us to get Crones of the Wild Wasteland up and running. Time to get our voices on the airwaves and start the process of sharing our knowledge and helping the witches heal.
0: We're going to do our personal introductions, which is pretty much going to be the whole of the episode here. We might touch on a few other things, but we'd like you to get to know us. So, without much ado, here we go.
1: So, um, Desert Jen, how did you come to find the goddess? Yeah, I, um
0: came to the goddess during a time of real stress in my life and change. Um, I had gone around to several churches. I needed to pray. Uh, They were all locked. It was middle of the day. And I finally um, said, this isn't what I want anyway. So I went to a used bookstore and picked up Cunningham's Book for solitaries. Book of book of solit book for solitaries, and it clicked, and that's all there was to it. I mean, I, I found everything he said meant something to me. It was what I had always felt, and I, I knew this was the path I needed to take.
1: Yeah. So, how did you? you know, get more information?
0: Uh, Yahoo groups was the biggest one. I mean, everything was on Yahoo at that time. And um, there were local Yahoo groups. There were national Yahoo groups. I learned a lot from Yahoo
1: big thing back then the Yahoo groups
0: yeah I mean there was a Yahoo group for everything just like did there's you a free Facebook
1: we on FreeCycle back then yes yeah FreeCycle was awesome
0: yes it was we lived I lived in Anchorage so FreeCycle was pretty big right my family didn't participate in many churches during my youth time to time we would go to a church um, most of the time we didn't and when we did I didn't feel a connection Plainly put, I, I, I felt most of what was being said were fables, myths, stories, Legends, yeah, it, just like anything else. Uh, once I started investigating the pagan path, I felt it was something I could connect to. Um, when my marriage fell apart... I needed something I mean you know everything that I thought was true wasn't and I needed to find something in 2004 I finally went to the bookstore and picked up Cunningham's Wicca for solitaires and I was I was hooked I knew this was my path
1: so like when you picked up Cunningham's Wicca for solitaries like how did that make you feel did you did you feel connected Did you feel empowered how did that either change or solidify your belief system after doing the self-dedication ritual,
0: um, you know, I, I used it as a base, just like everything else. You use it you can use someone else's ritual and stuff as a base, you make but it you your b- own, make it your own, and, and give thanks to whoever wrote it. I knew I was there. I mean, I, I felt my uh, there were ancestors that that accepted me. It, it just was an experience. It's hard to it, to explain. Yeah. I, I, I knew I was right there. Um, if you've experienced it, you know it. If you experience it, you know it. And um, plus, um, Cunningham's book taught me to play with the uh, energy ball. I was able to do that. And I still use that energy ball to this day. Um, I I don't do a Wicca circle per se when we do rituals. We we, we use the ball and we cover the area that we're we want I, protected during and, that
1: ritual. And you taught me how to do that. I never really knew how to do that before, and you showed me how to do it. And it's a, I feel it's a lot more powerful. Than the circle on the ground.
0: Yeah, I, I I do too, and um I just have every once in a while I was able to bring up a regular circle. You know, I could feel the 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 wall of flame. I could feel the wall of water, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the ball is more comforting and more. I, I feel more protected.
1: Yeah. So. um we talked about the Yahoo groups and where you were in Anchorage and stuff. Did you ever like go to any coven?s Did you ever try to get into any coven's or anything like that?
0: I was never interested in a coven. Um, I'm an individual. Um, I didn't like go- getting up and going to church. I did not like, you <laughs> know, going church? to school. Um, I don't like a rigid. I don't like rules. Right. And that's one of the things that drew me was there are no rules. I make my own rules. I don't rape and pillage because part of my rules is that a human doesn't do that. Right. You know, right. um, I don't need a book and a preacher or a high goddess to tell me how I or a high priestess, I should say, high priestess to tell me. You know, how I do my magic Mm. and how to live my life. I I, I belong to circles, however. Um, Later, in later episodes, we'll talk about the difference between covens and circles. But uh, circles were basically a a method of learning and group practice. I mean, I went, my first Samhain um, ritual was with our circle. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> my, my, my teacher Sonica, she and Be- one of my best friends, she, she had everybody down on their knees.
1: Mind blowing, huh? It was
0: mind blowing. People were crying. People were. because she helped people cross over and say, hey, you know, we're here. We love you. And it was just a lot for us all to. Especially for in. your
1: first sound, huh? Yeah. No kidding. So. So. <coughs> excuse me. What's your life like? I mean, you know, what do you what do you do every day? Who do you, who do you hang out with? What's going on with you? Like, tell me about it.
0: Oh uh, well, you know, um, it's pretty boring. <laughs> well, it, is, it, is th- it is the wasteland I mean, come on uh, Basically, I'm a 62-year-old woman who lives with her 84-year-old mother uh, My daughter, who's 29, temporarily is living with us um, And we have a lot of animals <laughs> We have accumulated over the years When we moved down from Alaska um, to help my with my parents My dad had dementia, and it was becoming worse in... My mom needed help. So we um, moved down here. I had a medium-sized dog. I didn't think he was going to get any bigger. (laughs) Well, he's a large, 110-pound husky. People-sized dog. Yeah, people-sized dog now. Old, cranky. He's gorgeous, though. He's a good boy he's a good boy but he's awfully cranky <laughs> um we've got my daughter's dog bella she's a medium-sized terrier mix i have no idea what kind of terrier but she's a good dog she is uh Susie q which um some people refer to as a dog i refer to it as a large rodent she's a miniature dachshund who just rules the house
1: That's Um, your mom's dog, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's my mom's dog. Actually, it was my dad's dog, and um, she's just clombed on to my mom since my dad passed. And, of course, I have got my five little darlings out in the yard, which are ducks. I got earlier this year. um, They're a source of amazement and joy. Uh, We've also got I've got two cats Yeah, the kitties and My daughter brought a cat. So we got a total of five animal six animals in the house We have got five animals out in the yard and then when I babysit and watch my granddaughter during the day um, Their dog comes along another rodent mixed (laughs) dachshund so um, Yeah, it, it never boring but kind of stale sometimes.
1: So you've got the three kids living nearby. Yes, I do. And and your and your daughter or your son's daughter as well. Yes. You've got the grandbaby. Yes. You've got the multitude of animals. Yes. And you've got your mom. Yes. That is a zoo.
0: Yes, it is a zoo. It is a zoo. Um, I, I'm thankful. I'm gonna make you
1: a sign. Huh? It says desert Zen Gen Zoo. Oh, we should We're do make that. a sign.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we, we should know. do that. Yeah. do that. Um, we'll get the cricket out and make one. Yeah. It is definitely a zoo if you count all the mice because we do live in the high <laughs> desert. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like living in a field, so we've got mice. But so does yes, Loki keep bring the
1: presents. Huh? Does Loki bring you presents?
0: Uh, no, but, um... Which bacon. one? Not puddles. The other one. Bacon? Um, bacon likes to leave half-eaten mice laying around.
1: Yum. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I almost stepped on one that my <laughs> kitty left me. Actually, it was Greg's kitty that left me. That's why I called her a demon. But, you know, that's okay.
0: I, yeah, they're never-ending. At least we don't have drama, and that's
1: what I that's appreciate. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what I appreciate. So... Back to back to witchy stuff. What type of witch do you identify with? Well, I call myself a gap witch. What's a gap witch?
0: Gap stands for general all-purpose pagan. Um, I'm not Wiccan. I don't follow any one pantheon. However, however, I do um, lean towards the green kitchen hearth. Witchery type things. I like working with herbs. I like working w- out in my garden, things like that. Um, I also feel connection towards the Celtic and the um, Norse gods. They just—I don't know if it's a genetic thing or what, right? Uh, but um, yeah, I, I feel a closeness maybe. to those gods.
1: Yeah, maybe your ancestors, maybe. Yeah, you know.
0: I, I am sure of it. I mean, after doing some, an- I love doing ancestry. That's mostly what I am, is Norse and Celtic.
1: Do you do any kind of divination or anything like that? I do some work with the pendulum. Um, I have tried
0: to read tarot cards, and it just muddles my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I start going, oh, good, this is going to go, oh, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. But I do use the tarots to um, define my pendulum work.
1: Kind of like, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just pull out cards just randomly and throw it down, and it usually gives me the answer that I'm looking for. That's awesome.
1: Okay, cool. How do you feel about traditional Wiccan beliefs? You're a gap witch, so you're just a general purpose pagan, but a lot of times witches sometimes start out Wiccan, I and did. then kind of grow towards general paganism. That's so how do you feel about Wiccan beliefs? Wiccan beliefs, I mean, if somebody... We all
0: need something different from, from our religions, um, from our belief systems. We all have that individual need. Some people need that Wiccan um, structure. They need the ritual. They 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 need... All everything that's wicked they they need it, and there's nothing wrong with that me it's too rigid, it's too strict. I'm not a uh, I, obsidian tries to get me to do rituals sometimes when we should be doing rituals, but you know it to me it's just like. Eh, it's another day. I'm going to sit at home and, and chill. Right. You know, it's um there there. Sometimes I have a, a strong feeling that I need to do a ritual. Right. And and I've learned in the past to follow that 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 feeling. But you know, Wiccans, I I'm a firm believer in karma, but I'm not a firm believer in the the three
1: the threefold law
0: the threefold law. Um, I really do like their read. I think their read, it, you know, it, it is a good outline.
1: And mm. something that, that that it would be... Well, there's some basic fundamental things that, that carry through with paganism. Yes, it does. And also, I'm not
0: afraid to, if I see something coming towards me... It's not below me to grab a 2x4 and swing it out in defense before it gets to me. Right. Um, I would rather do that than deal with some of the things I've dealt with in, in the past.
1: But in general, you don't specifically follow... The can Read harm none thing because it says to harm none.
0: Well, how do you harm none? I mean, you take right. a step and you squish an ant accidentally, you've harmed something.
1: But you follow it because it's the right thing to do.
0: It is the right thing to do. I, I you know, I, I don't go out of my way to harm anyone. But it's not because I have a religion that dictates it. It's because I think it's the human thing to do. Right. I mean... Treat others as you want to be treated. That's right. I mean, uh, almost every religion has some sort of rule like that. Um, For me, it's not a rule, but just a way that we all should be living our lives. We shouldn't be out for ourselves. We shouldn't be out to... Bring people down because they disagree with us, things like that.
1: Right. We just let people be Can't we all just be people? Yes. Can't we all just be doesn't matter what color we are, doesn't matter what's what our you know, gender preferences, just be people. Just be people. We're all the same on the inside. Just be people. We all bleed red. Right. So unless we're a reptile person. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there.
0: <laughs> I like Up City feel we need to get back to to give back to our community of witches. When I lived in Anchorage, I participated in several um, Pagan Pride committees. Some of them got pulled off and were great. Some of them Not
1: didn't, smart. we didn't
0: even open the doors. Right. Um, and it is a good way to give back, but living in this community of minors and fundamental. Christians and everything. I just don't think we could pull it off. Too many people are hiding in the closet here. Right. Um, we're a little better than some places.
1: It's a little judgmental here. It can be.
0: Yeah. I have never felt any judgmentalness when I've worn my necklace or anything. But um, people will... I, I think most of the judgmental is that oh, you're a witch, you're a liberal, you're bad. Right. And which is not necessarily true either.
1: But Mm, this but around here, if you're liberal, it's not a good
0: thing. No, it's not. It's not a good thing at all. So, this is our way of trying to give back to the witches' community. Um, whether you live here, you live in Louisiana, Mississippi, New York, Canada, Europe. Europe, Russia, Ukraine, wherever Australia, you're at. Wherever um, you're at. Vietnam, wherever you are at. This is our way of giving back to you guys. At this point, I think I'm going to shut up and let Obsidia introduce herself. Tell us, how did you come to find the goddess?
1: Well, I started practicing in 2002. I uh, lived in New England and it was a really tumultuous time for me. I have been diagnosed with a severe mental illness, um, schizoaffective disorder. It's kind of like Uh, schizophrenia and bipolar combined. I also had a a major surgery at the same time, which is really traumatic for, it was really traumatic for me. I, somebody had mentioned witchcraft to me, so I went out and I got Scott Cunningham's book, The Truth About Witchcraft Today, and it was like, Um, a light in the dark that helped me find myself and made sense of the world around me. It was like everything I'd ever believed but didn't have a name for. (laughs) Isn't that something? Yeah, it was really weird because I grew up Episcopalian and I never really bought into any of that and reading this book it was just like oh this stuff does exist, I, I wasn't crazy after all, you know and this book and all these realizations changed and probably saved my life. Did you ever do the coven thing? Um, no, I was pretty much a solitary witch. In uh, southern Maine, where I lived, I was in the Yahoo group thing. You know, we did the Yahoo groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met a lot of people on there. I went to some circles, did a lot of circles. I did go to some coven uh, rituals, but they kind of freaked me out because it was really rigid, really strict. Yeah. And one of them, at the end, they wanted everybody to get sky in the hot tub. <laughs> and that really made me uncomfortable Because number one I'm not all that comfortable with my body And having other people see it Right. And I knew that would really freak my husband out I knew that he would be like oh hell no <laughs> So that was not okay But through these circles I made a lot of personal connections I found my mentor um, Well he found me I did go to the circles in the open rituals Finding those connections was really important for me So what kind of witch do you identify with? I'm a gray witch. I don't go around hexing people, but I don't have a problem with defensive magic or helping karma along a little bit. You know? yeah. I don't have a problem with inconveniencing somebody if they piss me off. Yeah. You know, like, hmm, maybe you're not going to make it to work on time today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I will defend my home and family and friends. Yes. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but it's not all about light and love and fluffy bunny stuff for me. No, no. So, I do um, do a lot of divination. I'm really into the tarot. I'm really into the pendulum stuff. I talk to my sp- to my mentor and my spirit guides through my pendulum a lot.
0: That's what I do with the pendulum too. I don't know who she is or what she is, but the pendulum is a way for us to communicate.
1: Right, and I I took my my mentor's name is Bill. And I talk to him on a regular basis, and he keeps me in the loop. I use a pendulum chart, a pendulum board with the alphabet and stuff on it, and he keeps me in the loop. Like I'll ask him if I about my spirit guides, like do I, because they change. You know, your spirit guides can change. Mm-hmm. He's always there, but I'll ask him, hey, do I have, and you know, have my spirit guides change? And I'll say yes or no, and I'll ask him who they are, and he'll spell it out. I actually got a new spirit guide last week. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Um. He told me. She. He told me she's my great, great, great aunt, whatever, from a different lifetime. Oh. So she's an ancestor from a different lifetime, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, so yeah, Pendulum's pretty awesome. It is. One of the other things I identify with is witches who don't necessarily believe that you have to go all natural with healing yourself. I have multiple sclerosis and I know that it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Right. And I don't believe that Going to the doctor is a bad thing. I mean, I can't treat this naturally. I can't treat this by myself. You know, and so I have to listen to my doctors. I have to do what they tell me to do. And sometimes if I don't agree, then I can ask, I can question. And I know that I don't have to do anything they tell me to, but, you know, it's important to listen and it's important to question. It's important to research.
0: Most definitely. You need to know that... That person you're talking to knows what they're talking about. Right,
1: right. And, you know, I just want the witch community out there to know, this is one of my big things, to know that it's okay to go to the doctor if you're a witch. A lot of witches believe that if you're a witch, you have to do it all on your own, and you don't. You really, really don't. So, how did you get to the wasteland? Well, we had a lot of family here, so my husband kind of packed us up and brought us out here um i really wasn't thrilled about that <laughs> but i got here and i was very very alone and um luckily i met you yes again um we met on witch fox yes. which is no longer around but we love witch fox it was awesome i miss it and we met um i met another very close friend on witch fox as well i like the wasteland a lot uh, i like being able to look out my front door and see for miles I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Or freeze our keisters off like we are right now. <laughs> right?
1: We've got a lot of <laughs> snow coming down on us right now. But that's alright. And it's really weird because we haven't in the past year, couple of years... No, we haven't. ...had any snow. So this is kind of like weird for us. Yeah. So um, tell us about your family. Well, I live here in the high desert with my husband at 27 years. We actually met online back in the day before it was online. Um, it was back before AOL. It was local bulletin boards.
0: Oh, okay. so, and I love we, those things.
1: Yeah, I was 18 and he was 22, and the rest is history. So um, we have two dogs and two cats. We have a black lab who is an old lady, just like her mama. Um, she's, we're old ladies together. Uh, we have a little retriever mix. Well, she's not little, but a retriever mix <laughs> that is very anxious and very needy, but we love her lots. Um, we have two cats. The black cat is my husband's demon kitty and she just lives to make my life a living hell. (laughs) And he gets really mad when I call her demon kitty, but he just doesn't understand what she does to me. (laughs) And then we have a little gray kitty that is the light of my life, and she is my bestest kitty friend. Our adult kids live nearby. Our youngest is married. Her husband is transgender, uh, female to male, and I consider him my son. So um, I have my daughter and my son that live nearby. My older daughter is engaged. So, um, we'll see how that plays out there. they haven't even set a date yet, so, um, we'll see how that goes uh, and then, yeah, besides that, I have Desert Jen, and I have another close friend, and we just kinda chug along here and we've been blessed in so many ways and we're forever grateful for the abundance of love we have in our lives so we, we like it here and we, we like our little family
0: well that's good I mean I think we're all pretty situated here I'm going to be here for a while so yeah. you know I, I love the desert too Um now we'd like to talk a little bit about what we want to cover in our podcast Uh future episodes um, we'll just give you a rundown of our ideas on things And um, so let me um, go over a few things. Obsidian ran an informal poll on a couple subreddits on what the community would like to hear in a podcast. I could not believe the response you received from that.
1: It was amazing.
0: The Reddit Witch Community is awesome awesome um we are using those comments and that's what we're going to base this you know this podcast on right i mean i think we probably got a year's worth of podcast um ideas to to follow up on um this episode and the next two will introduce us to to you our our listeners Um, We'll discuss how the world of magic has changed in our lifetimes and our own perceptions on the path. After that we'll explore topics like incorporating the path into one's everyday life, exploring different modes of divination. Later on we'll tackle topics for beginners, topics for more experienced witches, book recommendations, and where to find legitimate Information and I think that's the important thing legitimate information. Um, We'll cover covens, we'll cover the difference between covens and circles, and so much more.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got over two decades of personal witchy experience here that we'd love to share. Um, the good and the bad that we've both experienced. Um, how it's shaped the witches we are today. I mean, you know, we've both been through so much. What, what are, how our experiences pertain to new and mature witches out there. We've got a myriad of topics going on. We're gonna talk about cleansing, altars, how to keep going of the daily practice. Um, we'll have some tips and tricks that we've learned over the years. And we're going to start debunking social media. Amen. So, you know, everything you see out there is not necessarily a thing. And we're going to talk about it.
0: Yes. And most of all, we're going to have fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who is going to be our audience? You know, w- w- we have pondered that. We decided our audience is you, <laughs> the listener. Um, you can be an experienced witch, somebody who's got 30, 40 years under their belt or a hereditary witch who was raised into the path. Um, we're going to experience to see if the path is the right fit or if the newbie who is lost uh, and where to go to find that legitimate information.
1: Most definitely. We hope to touch the lives of any witch who happens to find us. And we hope that, you know, if you like our podcast that you pass it along. You know, maybe this will be, you know, a good thing for lots of witches out there. I'm
0: sure hoping it is. You know, we're not in this to make money. No, we're we're supporting this ourselves. Yep, and um, we just
1: want to give back. Definitely, the magical world has changed in our lifetime as witches, and we're going to be talking about politics, um, discrimination, acceptance, the social movements, the number of. That like the ins- insane amount of printed literature about literature. yes There's like so many books, and a lot of it is all just repeat and repeat Re- and repeat. I mean, you can go to the bookstore, and there'll be ten books, and it's all the same stuff.
0: And it's the same thing with the websites. I yeah. swear, half of the websites, <laughs> if not more, are just copy and paste off of the same website. I don't know which one's the original and which one's the memorex.
1: So, we're going to talk about all that and more. So, to be continued. We'll see you next time. Join
0: Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the
1: witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the North, West, South, and East, we bid you hail and farewell.